podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, all right. <clears throat> uh, so you go, you go first, Nate. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. No, that's a nice change. <laughs> uh, off to God, a strong he's, start. He's already gone. Yeah. Already gone. Right. You ready now, Lawrence? I'm ready. Okay, good. <clears throat> Did you know that the... Po- the- Scene, <laughs> <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh, God. It's because it went away from my phone. I forgot the forgot the cue. The cue ball. Right. We ready? No more laughing. Matters, you want to do an outtake? Oh, on? this is all going in. Good, yeah. That's what I... That's what... Cheat weight now. <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Uh, we have kids that listen, Nate. Right, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Ready? <clears throat> Three, two, one. Did you know that the pirate Blackbeard graduated school? Yeah, he left with grades in the high C's. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners only, and I'm going to clip this up. Nate just did a dramatic zoom on his webcam. <laughs> to see the reaction of his joke and it was the it was better than the joke itself i didn't even know you could do that no i didn't until i was talking to meadows just before you arrived and i was doing this i just as i was talking i was just like zooming in like this can you see that yeah i can see that you're getting closer and closer and closer to me nate thank you for describing that for everyone yeah 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 (laughs) and then um and then i said we've got to do it when lawrence lawrence logs in uh very clean start that one no outtakes beforehand which i (laughs) Which personally I love. Um, <laughs> how's everyone? Also, we'll get to the joke rating in a minute. How's everyone? Um, I've barely seen you guys recently. <laughs> for context, uh, I was sat next to Nate for the entirety of the Canada Grand Prix weekend. And um, I've seen a lot of uh, Lawrence because he just keeps asking for information on his upcoming stag do, which we will yep. not give him. <laughs> no. Bachelor well, party we're... to our American friends. I think it's deeply unfair, guys. I feel, we've been friends for a long time, haven't we? And I've always yeah. been nice to you guys. So I'm just asking yeah. for a little bit of help. There's an unwritten rule, Lawrence, that you should know by this point, that on no circumstances does the groom or the stag or the bachelor, whatever people call him, gets to know what his friends do to him for the weekend. That's that's just a lot, That's just what happens. Yeah. What we put you through. But you know I'm not very good with surprises, mate. But you that make it better when when you know you're hurtling through the air or whatever it is <laughs> making you do. I don't want to end up being thrown out of a plane. <laughs> well, listeners, we'll update you. Uh, you know, might just be a two man show next week. And going forward, but we'll see. That's to T- TBC. Okay. Well, um, I better make this last potentially last joke rating a good one then, Nate. Yeah, this this is this is quite a big one actually. You know, this could be it. Um, um, Maybe some sad music before you give it. Ba 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 ba. This is a really dark start to the podcast, but I'm going to brighten it up, Nate, because I'm going to give you an 8.4 plus plus 0.5 for the zoom, the camera zoom, because I felt like that. <laughs> He's just done it again. <laughs> I feel like it added something else to the joke. It yeah. did. It did. I've I realized know, for whole our listeners, it. it did not. But terrible, me, terrible, terrible for the listeners, but great for Lawrence. They don't give me the rating <laughs> you do. So I'm leaning into what you like. So that's an 8.9. Nate, an 8.9. An 8.9. Oh, yes. For, for some. 
Welcome all to the latest edition of the Paddock. I'm joined by Nate and Chris and me, and we've been together for quite a lot of the time. Joined by you. <laughs> joined, yeah, by joined by you. By you. By <laughs> also, like, also, like, it gets really like kind of softly spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to morning radio <laughs> with me. That's the time. Well, I was five forty-eight. Pour yourself a headlines. cup of coffee. It was because I was spread <laughs> that Philadelphia on the toast and sit down with me, like Toretto, <laughs> as I take you through the morning's news. That's what you sounded like. You you could do that pretty well, actually. I mean, yeah, it's a, a lost a lost career for you. And cu- coming up later, Alan's deep bath. <laughs> um, one for the Partridge fans there, which is nobody from America, but never mind. I was just trying to compose myself, guys, because I've just been laughing a lot in this podcast so far, plus all of the chat that we had beforehand. And I'm just trying to bring a nerve of calm to this chat. Okay. No, it's, it is working. I feel calm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm zen right now. Yeah, I get the feeling that Lawrence, you're just trying to calm yourself because yeah, you're very it's, nervous it's about a big week, mate. Your week, week and weekend. I'm really nervous. You know, I don't cope yeah. well with this. I get stressed very easily. Yeah, I'm not just. It's yeah. just funny that when you're on that plane, you probably thought to yourself, "This is the last time I'm going to be this high up." You know, coming back from Canada, but yeah, it's not, is it? Um, but yeah. Oh, you'll you'll be fine, mate. It'll be fine. I mean, look, it might it it just it might be the most terrifying thing you ever do, but then it's done. <laughs> on a, on a personal note, I can only regale you with a story f- since our last pod of my own stag, where I had to spend two hours on a drip in hospital. See, this is what I'm worried about. So this is what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, but that but Meadows, it was such a Meadows story. So if we were listening, right. I didn't manage to go to Meadows' wedding, but the first picture I wedding? got, I'm not wedding, married yet. Stag, stag, you know what I mean. Well, I don't know what I mean. I couldn't go to Meadows Stag. Freudian slip there, Meadows. By the way, I can't go to your wedding, mate. I should, <laughs> I should tell you that. No, um, first picture I get from Lawrence Edmondson was a picture of Medland in a hospital bed. And I was like, and it was like two hours in. I was like, what the fuck's happened? Sorry, what the, what the flip has happened? It's all right. It's an explicit pod. Explicit, um, explicit content. So, so Lawrence Edmondson didn't even get to witness it. He got this because he was on the group because he only joined right. late. Uh, right. So he got sent it beyond like later on uh, yeah. and it was basically that i had some i maintain that i did not have too much to drink on the uh, sunday night i was actually quite reserved so i was surprised to not feel well or not be well that night and then to not feel well all the next day but i ended up on a boat trip that basically triggered some seasickness and because i was already not feeling well and had been being sick i just couldn't stop throwing up so uh, i ended up massively dehydrated and they uh, worried about my blood pressure getting really low, and then the crew decided actually probably needs an ambulance when we get back to shore. So they took me to hospital and uh, yeah, gave me some uh, fluids and stuff like that and sorted me out. I now go on, Lawrence, you go first. <laughs> I was going to say questions. <laughs> I wonder a how often the people who run that boat <laughs> yeah. have to send someone off in an ambulance, and like whether they've seen people in that state before. And B, Meadows, I'm disappointed this is the second time you've been in an ambulance in about 12 months on a, so, yeah. when you were away. <laughs> yeah. So the answer to A was that state, not very much. They get people that are seasick and they're, they're easy to deal with that. But they were the ones that then got worried when I got like really unwell and like weak and like, well, I was like shaking and stuff because my body was trying to get my blood pressure back up. So um, yeah, that's when they were like, okay, this is bad. So that's when they said, maybe we need an ambulance. Uh, up to then, yeah, it'd been fine. The rest of my mates had a great time on the boat because it's a lovely boat. <laughs> um, 
And and I was kind of glad of that. It was only when it got to the point that they then said, maybe we should worry now, that I was like, oh, I'm really ruining it for everyone. Uh, but uh, ironically as well, I was dressed as a sailor because <laughs> my nickname is Captain Sips amongst my friends for one night where I tried to make two beers last a whole night because I didn't have much money as an 18-year-old. So I was sipping away at it and someone uh, didn't like a joke I made at their expense. So they were like, all right, Captain Sips, because I was dressed as a sailor at the time. Uh, so that stuck. So that's that's what I walked out of the hospital wearing. See, uh, yeah, that was quite interesting. Funny enough, it's not surprising that, that the hospital they were like, "Oh, this guy was drunk." And at the time, I very much was not drunk. Um, it was just really bad seasickness triggered by a number of things, I think. But yeah, I couldn't really defend myself in Spanish looking like that. So uh, yeah. apologies. It's a hard sell, isn't it? English yeah. check, dressed yeah. sailor <laughs> check yeah. on his on his stag dude check. It's like this guy's clearly drunk yeah. out of his mind. So, um, so yeah, I, I, to be honest, Retto, that's just kind of how it goes, apparently. That's just the sort of no. thing. Oh, what was B? What was question B? Oh, yeah, the first one, though, was just proper illness. When I was away, I can't do much about that. That was Australia. I was going to ask, what was Jess's reaction to the hospital picture? Does she know yet? Oh, she knows. Uh, so I can actually probably find it. Um, where there was, there was a very good reaction at one stage. Bear with me, listeners, while I go through the back catalogue of uh, photos so that I can find when I sent it to her. Here we go. Here we go. So I, I dropped a message to say, by the way, she asked me how the boat was. She'd found out and she said, uh, obviously no pressure the message back, but I hope you're having fun. I was like, so it wasn't great and explained it would have been, but this happened. And she just replied. So there's a point. It just is three dots was one of the messages. And then, I have no words. <laughs> uh, I mean, she knows we... you by now, right? Yeah, so later, she said, uh, I love how on my Hindu, no one even had a hangover, which is a lie. At least one of her friends was very hungover. But she said, no one had a hangover, and we were taking tactical water breaks, and you've ended up in hospital <laughs> on day one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I was everything was much better after that. I, uh, I rehydrated and had a lovely time. So... Make of that what you will, Lawrence. Some good, some bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nate's there you go. No, I'm just in again. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't know, Lawrence. I think yours could yours could match this for for drama. I feel like to to manage my own blood pressure right now. We should move on for this topic because it's only yeah. stressing me out. But um, okay, things that don't stress you out. Um. Well, we can talk about Ooh. we can talk about our day yesterday, Meadows, when we landed oh, we... from Canada. We did. Um, Meadows was late. <clears throat> I was. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but through no fault of my own. But yes, no, that's true. And we were filming a pilot for a new uh, show on F1 TV, uh, centered around the news. Um, so we got to hang out even more, didn't we? Yeah, I got to go to Biggin Hill and the F1 studios and actually um, sit on the sofa i genuinely felt like i was on match of the day especially with some of the cameras they have that do like sorry to get to american listeners but match of the day the soccer show iconic soccer show over over here in the uk uh and the way one of the cameras work you genuinely feel like you're on a very similar studio so it was a lot of fun cool crew that was there and we had a good chat um yeah so it was only the pilot so trying to work out how to make it even better but it, it was fun and then then i watched the end of the cricket and that was less fun which we're not talking about no. Any Australian listeners don't write in. <laughs> don't hear from you. Um, what? Who, who else was with you? In the is it you two and Harry Benjamin was, was our host. Uh, Mr. Benjamin. 
Indeed. Uh, and then just a lot of crew, uh, of which they are friends of Lawrence's and soon to be friends of mine. Because if I don't make them friends of mine, they'll never invite me back. <laughs> that's true. That's how that's how TV works, my friend. They are a lovely crew at Formula One, and I'm sure they will have you back, Chris. Don't you worry. We'll try. <laughs> um, um, but let's go back yeah, even cool. further to the Canadian Grand Prix weekend, guys. And we were all there for a change. We were. First time for a while we've all been been at one. Well, actually, Monica, we were. So that that's blown that out of the water, hasn't it? <laughs> Throughout the last three, yeah. First one, um, two races that we've been at together. Yeah, but both of you missed Barcelona, which is why neither of you were at my stats. Yes, that's right. Um, and I'm not bitter about it, but I hate you both. <laughs> uh, but go, going to Montreal, then we're like, great, we'll we'll do a podcast in person. This will be a lot of fun. We've even got better kit now. So it'll be higher quality than the really drunk Montreal bar one we did last year, if anyone remembers that. And uh, someone scuppered it. Now, listeners, who do you think that was? Do you think it was me? Do you think it was Meadows? Or do you think it was Nate? Oh. While the listeners work that one out, um, <laughs> I think there's a there's a there's a fourth person to add into this. Oh. It wasn't any of us. It was uh, a little known Canadian by the name of Chad Kroger, <laughs> Kroger who is the front man for Nickelback. Um, and I was out drinking with Stu Morrison, another Canadian, uh, on Scott. Tuesday. Slash Scott, yeah, he's, you know, he's from many, many, many places. And he just mentioned, he's like, me and some of the guys from House were going to Nickelback tomorrow. Me not thinking about plans, I very enthusiastically said, I'm there, I'm in, let's go. Another journalist bought tickets straight up and then messaged these guys, you want to go to Nickelback? And they're like, oh, aren't we, tomorrow isn't when we were, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> uh, about that. So we could have still done it, but then I did some stuff at the circuit, you guys played golf, and by the time I actually met you, I basically ran in and had the fastest two pints. I was the opposite of Captain Sips. I was Captain Gulps. Um, I <laughs> had two very fast beers and then went to Nickelback, which was awesome. And I don't regret it. So I'm sorry if you guys listening missed the pod, but it came at your expense and not mine because I had a great time. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, I do apologize for that. And Nickelback, like, I know everyone laughs at them and they are a hilariously bad band, but I like the fact that they clearly just own it and it was a very good show. So, um, would recommend. Wow. Thoughts? Still disappointed. Yeah, I, I'm pretty. That you didn't go, or that we didn't do the that we didn't do the because you guys could have come. Well, we could have done no, but it was also <laughs> our friend Beaver's fiftieth birthday, Nate. That's true. I don't know Beaver as well as you guys do. No, that's true. That's true. Plus, I feel like I feel like if, if the roles were reversed, and it was my fiftieth, and Beaver had the chance to get a Nickelback. He would be like, I'm going to go to Nickelback. He'd be like, you're 50? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, it's 14 years. No, wait, 16 years from now. Beaver probably still, would he still be doing it? He'd be 66 then. Hopefully he's retired by then. Beaver, please don't be working in F1 at 66. Do you think not, not you're going to be from. working in Formula 1 when you're 66, Nate? I doubt it, mate. Very much doubt it. 36, hopefully. God, that's depressing because I'm currently 36 and you're already considering what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah, mate. It's more that he's going to lose his job. <laughs> That's the joke. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just keep yeah. pushing the year back. It used to be I was like, when I get to 30, I'll know what I'm doing. Then 33, now it's 36. So, you know, give it time. We'll be 39 before you know it. Anyway. We're, it's just me and Nate talking at the minute because Medis is eaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rid- ridiculous. What's going on this, here? This, this late arrival from Canada yesterday has screwed me royally. And I have so much to do that genuinely that I'm having lunch while we record a pod. But... We're not going to get bogged down by that. We're going to get, we're going to elevate because I reckon everyone's been listening. Like, okay, great. 
Beretta's got a bachelor party. Who cares? We're not coming. Or are they? Uh, and then it's like, oh, Nate went to a Nickelback gig. Who cares? Give us some F1. Well, you know what? We've got something just for you. And this has got something special in it. Okay? Something I don't do every week. But I think actually it's pretty spectacular. I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys listen to it and work it out. You've only got one minute to spare Wanna know who finished when and where Sit back, relax, cause we got you Here's Nate with the 60 second review Bonjour, hi. Welcome to my review of the 2023 Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal where they still willingly and inexplicably speak French. What's that about? Uh, anyway, enough about bigotry towards the French because, you know, that's not acceptable. Don't do it. The French are lovely people. <coughs> um, here we go. In train de... Oh. <laughs> First position is Max Verstappen, and I can't even be mad at this. What an absolute, what an absolute legend! Um, already up there with Senna, which is insane at 25 years old. 25 years old, uh, I was nowhere near it in Senna. So fair play to him. Uh, out of respect for Verstappen, I'm going to do the second bit of this to the tune of the Dutch national anthem. <coughs> Fernando Alonso, you are fast, and I like you. Third position was Lewis Hamilton. Uh, pigs were flying when I left Montreal because Ferrari got their strategy right. Leclerc and Science were in f- uh, fourth and fifth. Someone who's not getting it right at the moment is Sergio Perez, who is just getting more and more disappointing by by the day. Someone who is the opposite of Perez and might get that seat one day, maybe, is a complete stud, Alex Albon. Um, Esteban Ocon was in eighth. That was decent. Stroll in ninth. I mean, decent, but the car was way better than that. Bottas got tenth. Lost tenth and got tenth because Lando Norris had a penalty. Uh, Georgie Russell hit the wall. That was naughty, George. Uh, but his car somehow stayed together, which was remarkable. Um, and, yeah, that was that was Canada. Uh, au revoir. I should have said au revoir bye at the end, shouldn't I? That would have been mm. better. Missed opportunity. High. But um, thoughts on the new Dutch national anthem? I might, I might keep working on that because I think every week we're going to hear the Dutch national anthem, right? So it's about singing it and including everyone. Inclusion. Thoughts, Lawrence? Um. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so awkward right now. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> which bit? Which bit don't you know what to say about? Any of it? The French bit. The French bit the French... was not. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Well, look, listen, listen to any French listeners. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> um, no, come on. I mean, that's that's fine. People don't, you know, people don't, people don't really mind if you knock on the French. I think the French secretly love it as well. I also know yeah. that you're a nice person, Nate, and you don't really mean it. That's it, exactly. But you know, it's all banter, isn't it? And the French, they call us roast beefs. So, you know, how rude is that? Well. We there's some very good French in the media centre, such as Julian Billiot, who would Billiot, yeah, Billiot, who would absolutely love just to have a mention on the show. But I'm trying to work out if you were um, offending the French or offending the Canadians or the Quebecois. The Quebec is that what they're called? The Quebecois. Quebecois, yeah, they're from Quebecois. Quebec. They're Quebecois. Oh. Quebecois. <laughs> I thought you just made that up. That sounded very made up. No. So now now you are offending them too. So yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just mess. I, I thought, I thought I better message Julian Bellot and be like, please don't listen to this episode because it's very rude about <laughs> your, your language, but not your people. Well, maybe a little bit. Anyway, we're losing track of the point here. Decent race, I thought. Yeah or nay? I thought it was pretty decent, to be honest. I know that Max <clears throat> never really looked challenged, but we had a good battle between Fernando and Lewis, which was cool. Like you said in the review, Nate, Ferrari actually weren't terrible, so I think that's a good no. thing going forward. Um, 
And there were a fair few battles. Like Lando was pretty, I know he had his penalty, but he was pretty racy towards the end. I was like intrigued throughout the whole race. And I think we've had a few lackluster races. So it was nice to have one that had a little bit more yeah. spice. Could still be a lot better. Because, you know, ultimately, if it's not good at the front, I don't think you can ever give it a 10 out of 10 race. Um, but you're right. There was some good stuff. Uh, decent stuff in there. I agree. Aston were closer, hey. weren't they, to Red Bull in terms of like... They were, yeah. Um, well, one Aston one Aston well, was. Yes, true. One Aston was. I know that it the, the time at the end of the race was skewed because they had the safety car. But I think, generally speaking, on pure pace, they were a little bit closer. Well, yeah, but Fernand- time, Fernando felt like... Skewed. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I agree with you, Madis. Fernando felt like without that issue where he was lifting and coasting, he could have at least been in the in the mix. So I think it's probably circuit-specific, but quite encouraging, I'd say. Yeah, the, the safety car came early enough. And then... Um, Fernando was stuck behind Lewis, so wasn't able to kind of show the pace whether he had enough to chase Max. But it was just, it was the spell after the final pit stop, I think. And Fernando got the gap down. I swear at one point it's three point eight, um, and it was the middle of the lap where he then went off and lost a load of time. So I remember that I was like watching the gaps. I was like, it's still coming down. It had been like before the pit stop, it had been coming down. Then afterwards, it was still like edging down by a couple of tenths each time. And I was just mm. like, maybe, like maybe he can get at the very least get put pressure on him. And um, and then he had that moment that he went off, which I think was the sign of the brake issue that he started to manage, and mm. then it stopped. So yeah, I think the gap actually ended up bigger than it would have been if he didn't have to manage that problem. But then Max was also coasting out in front, so I feel like that's also you're never going to be pushing fully, are you, when you're out in front? So well, he did say though he was pretty much like he couldn't coast too much because the tires would get too cold on that track, and that they really struggled yeah, with that. So for yeah. them, they actually had to push. So yeah, I, but... I I no, I believe it. Like yeah. if you look at the gaps we've had at other races and how big they've been. Like he's still cruising in those races and he's 20, 25 seconds up the road. So yeah. this was him cruising and it was only realistically, it was going to be about five, but then, then Alonso had to nurse it home. The question is how much is he cruising? Because I don't think that Red Bull has really been pushed yet by any set stretch. And I don't think Max no. is pushing either. So it could be a significant gap. They're just keeping everything nice and tidy. Well, I think nah. we, we, I think you're right, Lawrence, because like, you, uh, I feel like Aston clearly felt like they could have been closer, but closer to what to the Red Bull that we saw on the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they were closer to Red Bull where they are. We saw this sometimes with Hamilton, didn't we, with Mercedes, where he wouldn't dominate, and then Wolf, because he was great at doing it, would be like, "Yeah, we're you know we're we don't know why they're so close. The next six races they'd win by like <laughs> ten seconds. And it was because often you just you know you're holding things in, you're managing stuff, whatever." Obviously, they're you know worried about penalties later in the year and stuff. So engine usage and component usage, all that stuff, all that boring stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, encouraging, I think that Lewis and Fernando are so close because I think those two single-handedly, if they're fighting wheel to wheel, could single-handedly like save the races coming up. Like you could have a processional race, but if you get Lewis and Max going wheel to wheel once at the Austrian Grand Prix, that's pretty special. We don't get to see that very often. So like that could be that could be pretty cool. Uh, or Stroll, obviously. He could be in there, but I don't so, think he will. So I totally d- disagree with both of you. Because Ooh. as Perez has shown by failing to even reach Q3 three times in a row, and as most qualifying sessions show, um, Red Bull's advantage in raw pace over one lap isn't huge. Like Their advantage comes from looking after the tyres a bit better. It's, it's better in a race because they look after their tyres a bit better, but that's why they, cause they can't turn them on for quality. That's why maybe their qualifying performance doesn't stand out but they can come under a bit of threat there uh, over one lap, which is raw pace of a car. So what they've got is a car that's stronger in race trim, 
But I don't think it means that they're hiding like half a second or a second of raw pace because you'd see it on a Saturday when otherwise they wouldn't be getting beaten in backer and things. Like it's, I don't think the advantage is that big. I think Max is performing excellently. I think the team is performing brilliantly and I think they've got about half a second on everyone. But Alonso's said it at other races before as well and Mercedes have said it. Like just because Max is cruising because he has no threat you know, he's going to finish first. Sometimes Alonso or Hamilton are cruising in second because they can't catch Max. So they just need to make sure they do all they can do to finish second. And if they go flat out, but still lose a tenth a lap or two tenths a lap to Verstappen and then screw their tyres and need an extra pit stop or are vulnerable to a car later on behind, that's pointless. So you still manage. Everyone manages during a race. So I, I think people are overstating how big that performance gap is. Maddox just went green as he, as he said <laughs> he that did. On, his, on his camera. I don't know what happened. I thought that was. I thought you were doing a special effect. His whole his whole camera went green, like you'd been sludged, like you'd been slimed by a Nickelodeon TV or something. Um, it was my Hulk yeah. moment when I was Hulk like, moment. "Yeah, if that's your Hulk moment, it doesn't mm. take much to get you to get you angry." Yeah. I might have to. I might have to. Well, I'm just glad you're not jumping out of the plane the same time Lawrence is, because that would be be very upsetting. You'd be yeah. you'd be full on green before we even left the floor, left the ground. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I think it's going. to... I mean, I'm at this point. Obviously, Max is going to win the championship. I'm just. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of wish. I just kind of wish at this point there weren't so many races in the season because I feel like we're going to get we're going to get to the point where very very quickly, it's just very repetitive, and I don't think that's ever good for people's kind of enjoyment of something. Um, I, like what are we? We're, was it eight races? So we're just over a third of the way through the season. Yeah. And we already know who's going to win the championship. I think that's pretty bad. But we can still focus on the fact that, <clears throat> like you said in the review, Max is doing an incredible job, right? So I guess we should just focus yeah, yeah. on... Oh, absolutely. The, you know, focus on the fact that we, what we might be seeing is one of the greatest performances in a single season that we've seen in, in years. And you're right in terms of a pure one-on-one spectacle, race by race. Okay, it's not... Can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. Matters. How much food do you have under the camera? Because every time I look at you, you're picking something new up to eat. There was a sandwich, just a smoothie, just had a little banana or something. Unbelievable. No, was, and I'm trying was... to listen to a great point Lawrence is making. <laughs> and in the other window, you got Meadows there, just just devouring through a co-op meal deal by the looks of it. It's exactly what it is. I yes. was about to say that I had finished my sandwich, but that's all I've eaten. So yeah, the smoothie that was part of the meal deal, and it's called Energize. Oh, that's to give me great. energy. I like that smoothie. That Energize smoothie's good. Yeah, that's to deal with you guys. Um, and Just for listeners, keep me we're, awake. Not, we're not sponsored by Energy. I don't know why. I don't by know why Energy? did that like an, an an advert or Energize, whatever that was called. No, it really well, is. Not, it's yeah, an innocent one. one. Innocent smoothie. But we're not sponsored innocent. by them. No, or co-op. <laughs> but I live above one. Um, and now I'm going to tuck into the final part of the meal deal, which is some uh, one of my five a day apple and grape pack. So <laughs> lovingly, lovingly, lovingly packed by the co-op and packaged by the by the good folks at the co-op. Uh, in Teddington. I'm intrigued, Meadows, that you are at home where you have a fridge and cooking facilities and you've popped downstairs to go up to get your lunch. That's because I've not been here, so I haven't shopped. And when I landed yesterday, I got to see my lovely fiance for genuinely 10 minutes while I jumped in the shower and ironed a shirt and left again. Um, and she's not here anymore. She had to go up north. So that was our crossover point. And then I was out all afternoon filming with you. <laughs> <laughs> which i thoroughly enjoyed but wow yeah. uh, so i actually got home last night at about half seven with loads of work to do and shattered and then had to get up early this morning to do the same so um yeah i've been i've been recording other radio shows today did wheel to wheel this afternoon 
So I had no time to go for a proper shop, so I just nipped down. But also, it's it's the perk of living above a co-op. This is riveting F1 yeah. content mm-hmm. for our listeners. But you can just nip down and get what you need when you need it, rather than buy and waste things. So my waste is lower. Okay. All right. Fine. I kind of wish I didn't bring it up, Meadows. I apologize. Yeah. What's your, what's your rebuttal to that? I, did, I take it. What's your rebuttal? I take it. No, no, no. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Did I go green? That's what I thought. You got nothing to say. You got nothing to say. Nate, I was just about to give you a plug, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there we go. Now now you're going to listen, aren't you? Well, talking about other shows. So, Nate, you did an interview with Daniel Ricciardo, didn't you? That was supposed to, I believe, go out on Sports Centre to the point where you and Meadows went to the pub and got them (laughs) to put it on the telly just so you could see it. Do you want to continue the story from there? We did. I mean, to be honest, that's that's the best bit of the story. So I did this interview with uh, Ricardo on Wednesday, so the day before media day. Obviously, start, middle of the um, middle of the week, but we'd already gone to Canada. Did this a very short interview, and it was kind of half of it was promoing the uh, grandstand he did with Will Arnett uh, for the race on ESPN two. Um, and I was, and the plan was it was going to go on Sports Center from ten p.m. on Saturday. So I'd said to Meadows, "We can find a sports bar that would definitely have ESPN. We'll stick it on." And um, we, and I we found went. that I am such a good and friend. I no, Meadows did, and bar. to be fair, Meadows found a sports bar that was in walking distance from both our hotels. We went. We're a bit late, but I was like, I don't think it, it would have been on yet. And I messaged the producer, said, No, it's, it's it'll be coming on at eleven. So we got there about half ten. Got there, and this place was open for about two hours. So we're like, perfect. And we got the biggest pint. <laughs> I don't even know what what measurement it was. It was huge. Um, and we were just watching, and I, you know, there was loads of uh, like, can you put it on ESPN two? And there was like, No, it's actually on main ESPN. And, it, and they were like, why, why do you need this? And I was like, well, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on it. So they kept coming over me like, you've been on it yet? And I was like, not yet. As we looked oh, up and it was no. like the fifth, the fifth lacrosse highlight, you know, of, <laughs> of the day. But in the end, uh, there was just, you know, a very, very technical uh, reason about the production of the actual video is why it didn't go on. Um, and a misunderstanding between the producers of one show and another. Nate but, in the video. That was the Yeah, they were like, who is this guy? Why is he talking to Danny Rick? Can we never have him on again? Good feedback, I thought. Constructive. Mm. Um, no, but... <laughs> and rich. <laughs> yeah, and rich. Uh, but luckily, the quote that I actually got from Ricardo, because I mentioned it to you, didn't I, Lawrence? Mm-hmm. I said, it's actually a really good quote that he just kind of gave me in this very short interview about how... And it gained a bit of traction yesterday because you know, I ran the story on ESPN.com uh, about how he said it would be a fairy tale to race back at Red Bull. And I spent a good half hour re- like going back and looking at everything he said since he left. And he's never been that explicit about actually wanting to go back it's pretty obvious that's where he wants to go like he'd be stupid not to want to go back there but to actually say it in public and to say it that candidly and to kind of hint i don't know if you guys read it the same as me but that second line when he said i'm willing to work my way back up there as well seemed like a very strong hint that he has now kind of changed his mind and is actually open to that possibility which is very interesting because even a few months ago it was no it's got to be front running seat but i think now he sees that the only way back to red bull they're never going to say we're going to put you straight back in the seat. Let's say Perez did mess up this year so much they did that because there's still that that gap and that doubt in their head of are we getting good Ricardo or are we getting bad Ricardo from McLaren? And you know the smart money would say, well, probably you're going to get a mixture of both at best, and then you put him in a seat against Verstappen. So if that's not going to kill his confidence, you know what would? Um, so yeah, uh, so it turned out okay. But yeah, it was funny. And Meadows, to his to his credit, stayed there the whole time. We ordered uh, a huge amount of poutine. Uh, George Douglas from Give Me Sport was there as well. Um, and he was a great sport about it. <laughs> so, you know, they should rename the website to greatsport.com. Um, and yeah, 
And the funny thing was as well, so just as a quick <laughs> side note, the, the, the woman at the bar said, we don't stay open beyond, I think it was half 12, unless we get, unless we're at 40% capacity. I think it was half so 11, I around, yeah. Yeah, and so I looked around, and I said, well, is this 40%? And she was like, nowhere near. So Medus kept threatening me, he was going to tweet, and be like, we're in this bar now, Nate has to stay, it has to stay open for Nate. Kind of glad we didn't do this in the end, because it would have been <laughs> thoroughly Tragic. disappointing. Yeah. But I, and so every time people came in, I was like, I was like, Forty percent yet, and they're like, "No, no, still not, still not close." So they end up closing on time. Um, but it was a good night; it was fun, and um, one of those funny nights we have in F one that weren't planned, but uh, just turned out to be quite funny. Um, I, I feel like they stayed open a bit longer. They did want to see. Um, yeah, I think so. We, I'm sure. I'm pretty certain on their website it said half eleven, and yeah, I reckon we got through till gone midnight until Agreed. they were like, "Okay, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. not coming on the telly." In fact, he might not even <laughs> be who he says he is. Um, like this- this random guy's just come in here and we've just listened to him. He claimed out of nowhere, yeah, I'm going to be on SportsCenter. <laughs> in the future, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have the video, yeah, yeah. Nate, on your phone that you could show them? Did you have the cut? I did, did but I didn't, actually, I didn't actually show them. I didn't think about that at the time, but I, I thought afterwards, like, oh, I, could have, I could have shown them, like, hey, this is... Um, you could have got them to beam know. it up onto the telly. Yeah, just, just cast it, and then we could have pretended it was oh, real. That would have been amazing. Why didn't I do... Why didn't, why, Lawrence, you should have come with us for this voice of reason. I feel like Not I invited that... him. And he was too busy. Oh, yeah, you did ask me to join you, and I was somewhere else. For what? Someone. I was. Was it Emma's birthday? Go- I think. Yeah, I was out for Emma's birthday. I think. I'm Sorry. gonna look it up and find out. I'm gonna see if this story checks out while we're live on recording. Uh, I told him, and yes, it was Emma's birthday. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, and, Nate. Uh, he needed to. He was gonna leave soon because he needed to eat and needed to be in good shape for the grid walk. Oh, segue. Barreto, oh. Gridwalk. What happened? Go. Um, so I... Thanks, Barreto. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to do the grid work on F1 TV, which was very exciting. Um, I've always wanted to do it. So it was uh, Will, Will Buxton waiting for a baby to arrive. Um, I was covering for him, which was cool. And I had set up to... His, his baby, I hope. Not just waiting <laughs> for... <laughs> like Order of Amazon. Oh. Go on in the post. And yes. He's like, these guys yeah. never turn up when they say they will. Yeah. <laughs> Left in a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want it in the locker. I wanted it. Oh, God. God. <laughs> you anyway. boys. You boys. Um, so I lined up to um, bump into Nate and Meadows on the grid. Um, Don't give away your secrets. That wasn't pre-planned. That was spontaneous. I just spontaneously bumped into Nate and Chris <laughs> on the grid. And... <laughs> I was uh, walking down and I was really enjoying it. I think I got a little bit too much into it. So I had my producer Joe in my ear giving me counts and stuff. But at some point between giving me a four minute warning and the one minute 30 second warning, I've just blanked that part out and because I was just, I was just enjoying bouncing around talking about whatever I could see. Found Nate, talked to Nate. He, I gave him a little um, nudge on the shoulder to say, that's enough of you, Nate, because it was a great answer, but I had to move on. Nate, yeah, Nate. and I, I could see, and also there's a great there's a great photo, and one of our listeners uh, sent me a message saying that it looks like we're debating a low, <laughs> uh, a low joke. A listener called Christy uh, sent in, and it does because I was talking to talking to Lawrence, and he was just staring at me very intensely, and I realised obviously he had a countdown in his ear. It kind of put me off a little bit because I was like, "What's <laughs> the love? What's the love? You know, what's going on here? It's my F1 TV debut, and I'm getting getting glared at by the producer." Well, it was exactly- so much so that I thought. So much so that I thought the question you asked me wasn't the question I was answering. Like, I was like, maybe I just heard Perez and answered something different. You know? It was a great answer. It was perfect. It was great. And I was really happy. I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. 
then about to bump into uh, Meadows and they're like, the national anthem's coming, the national anthem's coming. So what happens at the end of the grid walk is you have to throw to a hard count. So whatever happens, they're they're coming, they're cutting off, cutting me off. So they've got to go to the national anthem. That's not moving, not even for me and my grid walk. So they're going, the national anthem's coming. I'm seeing Meadows. I was like, there's no time to talk to Meadows. I'm only on row four where the McLarens are. I'm supposed to have got all the way to max. So I literally just run as far as I can do a little spin and go, well, this is where I've got to, guys. Let's go to the anthem. So the throw was actually much better than I've just said it was there. And it was it was good. And I was buzzing. But um, I just got caught up in the moment, guys, because I was having such a great time. So Mate, sounds, I'm sounds sorry that I didn't get to talk to you. Nate, thank you for talking to me. I got, no, thank you, mate. I saw uh, James Vowles on the grid. And uh, because you're just in the moment and I'm not really paying attention, I just steamed straight in into a team photo. And so, okay. so James was like, we'll just step this way, shall we? And laughing about it, found it funny. And I was like, so I watched it back and yeah, I just, sorry. Sorry to the Williams team. You were having your um, your photo semicircle stood behind the back of the car and I just stormed straight in and started talking to James Powell. So it was a funny moment, I think. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is you managed on your first grid walk to insult the great James Vowles in his new job. He's in a tough situation, new team, he's defending the floor. And then you come in, all heavy-footed, Lawrence. Unbelievable. But uh, no, it was it was cool to see because Canada, the Canada grid as well is quite for, for people. We've talked about the grids before, haven't we? Like Miami is chaos, like pure chaos. Monaco's pure chaos. Canada's quite quiet, isn't it? It's quite like spacious almost. You can actually kind of you can walk around pretty easily. It feels like the grids used to be like you know when I first you know could join you guys and have the grid access. Um, so I quite like that actually because you can actually just kind of move around quite freely. Yeah, exactly. I could see you. That's the point. I could see you most times. I was like, oh, Lawrence is doing his thing. Yeah, you know, I could see where you were on the grid and stuff. It was, and, it was great. But I think also that was quite nice because um, JP, my cameraman, was able to do quite wide shots. So you can actually see a lot mm. of what's going on a lot of the time in the good walk when you're trying to like find your way through weaving through people and stuff. It's just a bit hard to see other than it's a melee. So it was just quite nice to mm. see uh, what was going on. So, yes, that was cool. So that was the second best thing that I did uh, over the course of the Grand Prix weekend. What was the best thing that you did? Big Carlos Science at Squash. This time we filmed it. That That's sounds awesome. like a sequel, doesn't it, to a film? <laughs> <laughs> this time we, this time this we time filmed, we filmed it. it. Uh and when do we see it, Mr. Brown? So it went out on F one TV um ahead on the in our pre race show and then it will go out at six thirty UK time. I've literally just had a text message about that. Six thirty UK time on today, Wednesday the twenty first of June. Um Ooh. it will be on YouTube and across um f1 and ferrari socials nice. we will look out for it yes so i mean it's probably going to be out by the time i actually get this episode that's okay up, so. i mean i've already given away the result well, but um there's a four there was a forfeit um involved so if i had lost science would have got to throw me into the rowan lake in canada um if he lost which he did he will have to put a video on instagram stories saying that i'm the greatest athlete he's ever faced up against <laughs> Well, and where is it? Uh, yeah, I need to chase it up. Exactly. Keep keep looking for it, it, fans. Well, we'll put the pressure. I want to definitely chase it up because that's awesome, and uh, that's a genuine flex that none of us can match. However, in the space of a sentence, there, Lawrence, you both mentioned you mentioned both Ferrari, their social media, and being thrown into the into the rowing lake in Canada. The reason I bring that up is because our friend Josh Cruz ticks all those boxes. Uh, we've mentioned Josh on the show before, Alpha Tauri, uh, for five and a half years, I think, 
uh, head of digital, head of socials, and he's now moved. Short move in in geographical terms, but big big move in terms of the grid to Ferrari uh, in Italy. Um, and Alpha Tauri threw him into the rowing lake, and then Yuki jumped in after him. And that um, that video is has done quite well. But um, yeah, I was pleased to see that because I saw Josh on the grid, and you know he was taking it all in his last race with the team. Um, and it'll be weird actually. I know that like obviously we associate teams with drivers, but for me on a professional level, it's going to be kind of weird not seeing Josh at that team, you know, on the grid, like just being there because it's a small team and he feels like part of it. So, um, you know, I, he, I think he was annoyed that everyone was getting all kind of soppy and um, bit saying nice things about him. But I'm going to do the same here <laughs> and say he deserves it. And it was awesome to see. Yeah. And he admitted himself. I saw him on Sunday morning at a chat before the race. And uh, he said that actually that morning he suddenly felt it like before coming in he was like oh it's the yeah. final time i'm coming in to the racetrack with this team so i think today may well have been his first day at marinello or something yeah yeah so, it was he 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 said he's doing a lot of admin stuff you know like how it is with any new job um i think he's going through the different plans he says he's on plan c plan d already <laughs> he, you know, he's he, filing filing different strategies away just for the team just in case um i, I asked which plan he was on he said he was checking uh it's, well, it's a weird checking um anyway that was a terrible gag um yeah but then, it was well, very cool yuki's radio message as well was so sweet at the end of the race um, it was yes directly to josh to say thanks for the last few years and have fun at ferrari and it triggered confusion i hear among yes, ted kravitz <laughs> who had misheard who it was like the name so didn't know if it was a yoss or a, or a yost and went asking uh, Alpha Tari, who this uh, he assumed engineer was on his notebook. He, he went to try and find out who it was and then found out, oh, it's just just the social media guy is uh, how I think most Ferrari fans reacted when they thought they were getting some superhuman race engineer. But he will do good things there, we yeah, are sure. they're getting a very talented person. Like, he's turned around the um, Alpha Tari mm. digital content, hasn't he? And th- I, yeah, I, what really I also is. love is that one of the last videos that he'll have done, or probably the last video, is very good content as well, of him jumping, getting thrown into the lake and Yuki yes. dive bombing yeah. in as well. I think that's like the perfect way to, to leave the team. I agree, yeah. I think, um, right, and it was great framing, whoever was actually filming it, because you don't see Yuki into these like dive bombing in. So you don't even see that he's climbed up and he's obviously got himself ready to jump in. So yeah, good vibes, good, good feel good vibes all around there. Now, just before we go, I want to point out that. Uh, after Lawrence beat Carlos Sainz at squash on Wednesday morning, I then beat Lawrence at golf on Wednesday afternoon. Mm. And therefore, <laughs> by default, I could beat Carlos Sainz at anything. Um, in Next some universe. Uni- universe. Universe. <laughs> universe. Jeez. Universe. Um, oh, dear. If that's not a cue to, to wrap this up, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's call it. <laughs> oh god! Oh, he's gone. Right, no, no, no! I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna hold it together just to say goodbye. Are you? So, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Big know. Claim. Um, Big claim of this. Morning. As ever, it's been a pleasure, chaps. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Meta's work on Race.com, and my work on F1.com. Please follow us on our social channels at the Paddock. We do appreciate it when you tweet us or get in touch via Facebook or DM any one of us um, individually. Thank you very much. Au revoir. Do you, notice, do you notice he didn't say we'll do this again very, very soon because he doesn't know how this weekend's going to go. If we'll still be friends next week. Oh, jeez. Or even Ron, alive. I really hope we're still going to be friends. Well, firstly, I hope I'm going to be alive. 
then I hope that we're still going to be friends. Yeah. I'd say that's a good priority list. A priority <laughs> order. <laughs> Life, friendship, yeah. ad hoc. In that order. Find out next time. Bye. Au revoir. Bye. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. Podcast Network.